Hello and welcome to the first episode of our <laughs> NFL focused podcast here on FSL Media. Not bad for a running pod. I know it's already <laughs> Monday of week nine, but due to some busy schedules, haven't had a chance to sit around and just talk NFL football. The weekly FSL fantasy podcast does a good job of holding down the fort in the meantime to all of our viewers yep. worldwide. Um, but Thought it was a good time, never better late than never to, you know, just sit around and start talking some football. So uh, my name is Micah. I will be your host today. You might remember my sultry voice from last year's <laughs> NFL focused podcast. Here with me is Josh and Kunis. What's up? What's up? Good. Glad to be here. So this will be not necessarily a fantasy podcast. I'm sure there'll be some fantasy nuggets mixed in here and there, but. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that the three of us today, as of next week, barring something crazy tonight, will be the top three in the FSL. So just yes, sir. do that with what you will. And on top <laughs> of that, a double historian at the top of the of the standings for the first time ever. That is a 100 percent fact. So, all that historical knowledge you guys a got. historical knowledge for a historian <laughs> week something's yeah gonna, yeah something special's got to happen next week we'll we'll think of that but um yeah so excited to be here excited to just talk the nfl there's been a lot that's going on we're over halfway through the nfl season already which is kind of crazy to think mm-hmm. um but that in some ways will give us a pretty good opportunity to just kind of take some stock and what's happened so far, and we have a pretty solid sample size for most teams, um, have a pretty solid pulse on what um, the direction that certain teams are taking. But of course, as we saw last year, I know we talked a lot about the Rams and their holes and everything, and then they ended up winning the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. So I guess we'll just jump right in and start talking about that. The best teams so far in each conference. Um what do you guys think so far? I know, like, I think last year there, it was like every single week, the best team supposedly ended up losing and they just had a lot of holes. Um, and it took a while for the best teams to really take shape. And it seems like that's kind of happening again this year. So what do you guys think? Um, I just wanted to say quickly too. Uh, I mean, obviously I love, I love football. I love it every year, but doesn't this year seem, I know at the beginning of the year, it was really kind of boring to say the least there was a lot of like low scoring not a whole lot of like fireworks this year you know but it's been ramping up a bit more recently uh, I just wanted to pull that up real quick because it was kind of a uh, not so fireworks kind of league the f- those first few weeks um, you know in the NFL so I'm happy it's getting a little bit more exciting and you know like you said, top teams are starting to come out and everything else, especially in the conferences and divisions are starting to really shake up. Yeah. I think historically scoring has been down. Like it had been trending up for a few straight years and then this year it's been down, but yeah. there's at least been some exciting finishes. So you still get, some, oh, yeah. you get, you're entertained when you're watching red zone on Sunday, but yeah, scoring I think has been down up until this past week. It felt like there was a bunch of scoring going on. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. I will say for, for the most part, I don't think it's super surprising in general, the teams that are at the top. I don't think there's really two super surprising teams that are doing well. Like it's more surprising some of the teams that are doing really, really poorly. I think there's a few unexpected uh, dumpster fires in the league right now. That is true. Well, yeah, <laughs> that, that's up. That's up next on the agenda. But if you had to pick, Kunis, we'll start with you. If you had to pick the best team right now in each conference, I would. I would say. Uh, I I still think it's the Bills in the in the AFC. I think the Chiefs are right there with them. Obviously, the Jets walked away with a win, but I mean, playoff experience is going to matter uh, when we get later in the season. And while it's a great win for the Jets, I. I think the Bills yeah. are pretty complete offensively and defensively, and I, I think that'll show throughout the year. Uh, NFC-wise, it, I mean, there's only one team that hasn't lost. It's obvious. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Eagles are just loaded everywhere, and I think they're by far the most dominant 
and in sync team in the NFL right now. Yeah. Um, I'm quite surprised by the Eagles. You know, um, I know Jalen Hurts was showing flashes last year, but he's really just stepped up his whole game. You know, he's not only running it really well, but he seems to be a way more uh, better passer. And that's definitely because of the move to get A.J. Brown, who's been flourishing there. That's a uh, huge the, upgrade for them. Oh, I know. So Matt, and it compliments, you know, they still got Devonta Smith. Um, uh, uh, quad, uh, what's his name? Quaz Watkins, yeah. Uh, the running game is solid with Miles Sanders, uh, Kenneth Gainwell. You know, um, O line's doing good, the defense is really good. <laughs> um, you know, uh, they're uh, Fletcher Cox, uh, Darius Slay. Um, yeah, I think if there's, there's no doubt right now the Eagles are the best team in the NFC. Um, I could see them only losing, you know, maybe two or three games and definitely taking that one seed into the playoffs. Uh, AFC? Saw, <laughs> oh, go ahead. I, I did see a ru- that rumor a couple weeks ago. I think, I think you guys saw it as well. But the, the rumors of Alvin Kamara to the Eagles. Oh, my God. How, how, do, you, how do you pick against the Eagles at that point? If they, if they had added Alvin Kamara to that lineup, I mean, Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, Alvin Kamara, Devontae Smith, and A.J. Brown all in the same offense. I, How do you lose? Don't forget Dallas Goddard. And selfishly, oh, and Goss, yes. Dallas Goddard. Go selfishly, as a Kamara owner, I'm glad they didn't do that because I felt like yeah. they into his workload. But oh, absolutely. You're right. I don't think that they would... need him, you know? like they I don't, think but that's, that's kind of seals the deal for you. Offensive yeah. Like that, with their offensive line. Yeah, I'll yeah. I'll jump in. The Eagles are my pick too. I don't think that's really much of a question. They look honestly, they look like the best team in the NFL right now. We'll see how that holds up um, for the rest of the season. Um, but what about AFC? I know there's one vote for the Bills. That's tough. Um, if you say the Ravens, I swear to God, it's not. <laughs> We're not that good. I'll be the first. Oh, I would probably – I mean, I, I would say the Bills too, but I think the Chiefs are right there as well. Um, obviously, they have a head-to-head win over them, but the Chiefs still look really solid. Uh, they just beat the Titans, who, which isn't saying much, but, you know, shutting – shutting. Uh, sh- uh, they were able to score against that defense. Um, you know, the AFC, as usual, is very much uh, a toss-up right now. I mean, the Bills are – playing really well they look dominant but you know the way they lost to the Jets this past uh Sunday uh or yesterday uh you know wasn't really uh, convincing to me um you know Josh Allen struggled a lot uh, against a really good defense um I still feel like their running game is king uh they still need that guy I guess they're gonna get that maybe Naheem Hines <laughs> who only had one target I think uh, but Devin Singletary, you know, he's average at best. I don't, I'm not impressed with him. I've never, I've never been really impressed with him. Um, and I think they really suffer from not having a true running back other than Josh Allen. So who didn't he run? He didn't even throw a single passing touchdown, right? It was too rushing, right? I remember correctly. It was too rushing. Yeah. He didn't even have a passing touchdown because he has to, <laughs> he's the only one running the ball. So, I mean, I guess I'd say bills right now, but I really feel like this could change in a few weeks. I, I'm going to say Chiefs just because of Mahomes and Andy Reid in the playoffs. I honestly think it comes down to who has – because I, I think it's pretty likely that those two teams meet in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I think it comes down to who has home field advantage. I know the Chiefs lost at home to the Bills, but they were driving at the end, and Mahomes threw an uncharacteristic pick that cost him the game. And I think if it's in the playoffs in that environment, I don't think the Chiefs are losing an arrowhead to the Bills. So – that's my pick for right now. I just think they've looked a little bit better. Both of the both the Chiefs and the Bills have struggled to run the ball. Um, yeah. I know Josh Allen is kind of the the factor there. Mahomes had over sixty rushing yards though this past week, so like he can still do that. Um, the Bills are pretty banged up. Their secondary is banged up. Um, I think I would take the Chiefs so far. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I really don't think there's like a wrong answer between the two um, just because you know the AFC is so much of a toss-up right now so yeah well that ties in nicely to the next one who is your Super Bowl pick I will start because I basically just said as much 
Chiefs and Eagles. I mean, it's you're kind of just picking the chalk at that point. And yeah. I, I just don't see a team in the NFC that can beat the Eagles. I mean, maybe the Bucks with Brady and that roster, if they can figure it out, put everything together. But otherwise... 2-0 since divorce. 2-0 <laughs> since the divorce. We'll see how that progresses. <laughs> I just... The Eagles are such a complete team. Yeah. It's made it for Robert Quinn. They've got weapons all over on offense and defense at all three levels on both sides of the ball. Um, Jalen Hurts is playing really well, and I just don't see how they lose, especially at home. Um, and then, like I just said, if the Chiefs I'll – roll, I'll roll with the Chiefs no matter what, but I think if the Bills end up with home field advantage over the Chiefs, I would switch my answer. Gotcha. Josh? Uh, you know, for the, I mean, obviously Micah's Chiefs Eagles, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a, I like that one a lot, um, for the sake of, you know, just being different and, you know, I think there is a possibility I'll say Bill's Seahawks. Um, I know that's a, that's a, a, uh, surprising one. I honestly love the Seahawks, uh, not just because I'm a K, uh, canine owner, uh, and DK owner, but I mean, Geno Smith's playing really good football. And you had Geno Smith before. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, I know. I had Geno too, but it's still under, they're six and three. And this was a team yeah. that people thought were going to be dead last. Um, the yeah, defense, Super Bowl? Has a, dude, they make the match and the playoff NFL playoffs, man. They can make a run. You can make a run. I guess they they've, got the, they've got the 12th man too, but having a good start to the season and making it to the Super Bowl with Geno Smith are two entirely different things. I just think if they get in as a wild card, they could, they could be that wild card team that, you know, makes a great run and gets there. You know, I'm not saying they're uh, the most dominant talented team, but I think that they're playing really good football right now. Their defense has a lot of young talent that's playing really, really well with Kobe Bryant, Nwosu, um, I just feel like uh, and they're beating really good teams too. So uh, you know, I just I like them as a sleeper pick. Uh, you know, they get as a wild card that makes some magic happen. Who knows? Um, and then I, I mean, I'll take the Bills. I think that they uh, if they're going to make the playoffs, and I think that you know it's how many straight years of them being denied. So uh, I think this year they're just going to go all you know whatever struggles they have in the regular season. I think when it hits playoff time, there's just going to be like a whole different animal with them. And they're just going to do everything they possibly can to get to the Super Bowl, and it's going to happen. So, I mean, for the sake of being different and a little shocking, I'll go Bills Seahawks. Okay, Lock that Kunis. in if it happens. <laughs> just bring some normalcy back to this. All right. So, while I do think the Eagles are the obvious chance or the obvious selection for the NFC, right? I'm going to throw an even bigger curveball at you. All right. I'm going to go with a team that's not currently in first place, sitting at 500. Same division, Josh. I'll go with the Niners. Niners. They're four and four, but they're one and oh in their last one. And what's the difference between that one and the other seven? Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah. Adding Christian McCaffrey to a Kyle Shanahan offense is ridiculous. They, their defense has been dominant. They've had some injuries. But if they can, uh, if they can get healthy by the playoff time, they have shown an ability to outplay their record in the playoffs in recent memory with the same guy that's throwing the ball. Jimmy Garoppolo can he's not great, but he can do enough with their defense. He's if they've gotten as far as they've gotten with Jeff Wilson, who's not bad, yeah, but careful. he got what 200 yards yeah, in the playoff game. I think Christian McCaffrey can put together quite a stat line. Oh, careful, yeah. careful. Um, Jeff Wilson is a treasure. I have no issue. Oh, I'm sorry, Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert. That was uh, that was who got the 200 yards in the playoff game, right? Yeah, yeah. When they beat the Packers in the NFC Championship game. Okay, yeah, not a bad player, but they're not Christian McCaffrey. You had that. Uh, Debo's still the same guy he's been. Ayuk's playing better than he has been. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kittle's still there. He, he's not been great, but he can still. Uh, at the end of the day, you know the talent's still there. Um, it didn't just go away. True. And, uh, I, I think the Eagles are playing the most complete football right now, but there's still half a season left. And uh, oh yeah, I, th- I think uh, the Niners just got to beat them once, right? So, and then out of the AFC, I will. 
I'm going to agree with you, Josh. I'll take the Bills as well out of the AFC East. Um, I, I think Mike is right. It's going to come down to who gets home field advantage between those two. I have a hard time picturing – there's other really good offenses. I think the Ravens have a good offense despite all their injuries, and their defense did get a lot better. I think the Dolphins' offense might be one of, if not the best in the league, but their defense oh, yeah. is abysmal. They're, that's not going to win the playoffs. So I think uh, the Bills, with the improvements that they made on their defensive side of the ball, I think that'll – and as motivated as Josh Allen seems to be to play against the Chiefs, I think this is the year he'll finally get it done against them. Yeah, my only counter to the 49ers one is one of the strengths you pointed out, and that's Jimmy G. I feel like – I mean, I know he's solid, but, like, the reason why they lost that Super Bowl was because he can't throw. He's not a very efficient passer. And I feel like if they're in a situation, which they probably would be in the playoffs – I know they have CMC now they rely on, but there's going to be – there's going to be they're going to have to ask Jimmy G to make certain throws to win a playoff game, and I just don't see him being able to do that, even with the talent around him. But I do like that pick. I mean, I really feel like that's a really good one too. Um, 49ers, but I just have 49ers beat the Seahawks twenty-seven to seven in week two. That was week two, though. Come on now. <laughs> that was still Jimmy G and Gene Smith, your star boy. So just and just throw well, now they play. It's going to be a lot different when they play in a few weeks. I'll tell you that. Or that could, be, that they, could be for the division. They play week yeah. 16, 15. Yeah, they play later in, later in the season, I, I think, I believe. But, I mean, I think the Seahawks are a completely different team, too. You know, the emergence of Kenneth Walker, Geno still being extremely efficient. If he's not, he's gotten better. Um, and then their defense has really found a stride. So, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Week two. Yeah. All right. I think but... the Seahawks are playing great defense, but the at the to counter that, they have a lot of young players on there, and it it takes a little bit of time. I know, for I agree. Coaches to figure it out, and if they do, they they might figure out some tendencies there and be able to exploit that come playoff time. But yes, they have I a good shock factor. I think the uh, the Niners have a little bit more experience on that side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the Seahawks aren't making it to the Super Bowl. I can tell you that right now. But it's still fun. To, it can, it's fun to dream. We can let you dream. Let's talk the opposite of Super Bowl contenders. Who has been the most disappointing? We'll do two at a time. So you can say disappointing team and disappointing players so far this season. A lot of guys came in with lofty expectations. Same with some teams, and they just haven't. They just haven't caught it. Um, I will start. And both the team and the player are the same. And a ton of joy for me to say this, the Green Bay Packers, <laughs> they look terrible. Aaron Rodgers yeah. looks terrible. I don't know if it's – I don't know if he's, like, back in contact with his family and it's just, like, those bad vibes are rubbing off on his play, but he just does <laughs> yeah, not look <laughs> Yeah, and all, whatever drug cocktail he's doing tonight. I mean, yeah. the, the numbers aren't awful. 14 touchdowns, seven interceptions. But like he, the, when you watch him play, it's just, it's probably the worst Aaron Rodgers has ever looked mm-hmm. in his entire career. Um, they don't have the weapons. So maybe you can chalk it up to that. They obviously let Devonta Adams go and didn't really replace him with anything. Um, but they just look bad and they just lost to the Lions. They've lost yeah. the Commanders. They've lost to the Jets, the Giants. I mean, this is, it's, it's been a really bad stretch, five in a row. Um, their next three games, Dallas, Tennessee, and then at Philadelphia. So they could easily lose those next three um, and move to three and nine. Like, <laughs> this is just... I haven't, I haven't seen that since uh, Pack, or uh, Rogers, like, first year starting when they went, they won, like, four games or something. I know. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's been brutal. And for a guy that, I mean, a couple of years ago, he was MVP. Yep. Um, or did he win? He didn't win MVP last year, did he? I think he, I think he did. I can't remember. I think he did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. I remember because I just know the only thing I remember from last year was that Tom Brady had like crazy stats and he somehow didn't win it. Like he had the most passing yards and all this other shit. I'm pretty sure he did. 
Well, yeah, back to, back to back MVPs. Yeah, he's just like <laughs> honestly, I'm not even thinking about it because he's been so bad. I know <laughs> you kind of just forget. Yeah, <laughs> but like the back to back MVPs, and you come into the season, no Devonte Adams, but it's still Rogers. He's played yeah, well without him in his career, and it's just been brutal. It's been well, it's been fantastic for me to watch because fuck that guy. He's been absolutely destroying <laughs> the Bears for years, and he's kind of a dick about it. And now it's all coming back to him. So yeah. I, it's fun to watch as a Bears fan, but like as a football fan, it's tough to watch. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers struggling to score 10 points, not even scoring 10 points against the Lions. Well, yeah, that was rough to watch. Ingo Kudis. Uh, I'll, I'll follow it up with uh, – I'll, I'll go with the team that's uh, the talk of the town today, uh, the glue factory, the Indianapolis Colts. Oh. What a mess. Uh, oh, gosh. I, I personally was not in on the Matt Ryan thing. It, yeah, living in Indy, it seemed like everyone was though. Everyone was like, "Ah, well, remember like six years ago when he was good, and like <laughs> won a couple playoff games." Yeah, that's the guy we're getting. Not the same noodle arm guy that was thrown la- last year. Has mm-hmm. no mobility at all. Like, I mean, the guy. It, it's like watching uh, when Flacco was on the Broncos. He's, if the offensive line doesn't play spectacular, this guy's horrible. And hmm. they've they've been a mess. Now they're going Sam Ellinger for the rest of the year. Uh, clearly, Frank Reich wasn't mm-hmm. a fan of that, uh, so they let him go. Now they're hiring a coach off the street. Yep, <laughs> to be their coach for the rest of the year. This is a team that was supposed to have an elite defense, one of if not the best offensive line in the league, uh, highest paid running highest back, uh, former Pro Bowl quarterback. This was supposed to be the most uh, overperforming, like, oh, like they got one shot at this type team and they've just been a mess. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't think I can remember a time when a coach got hired to be an interim head coach, like week of their game. And he, he wasn't a, like a direct employee of the team. Yeah. That week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's that's wild to me. They're uh, they're falling apart and in not that great of a division to begin with. Like no, nope. it seems so easy for them to win. The Titans' defense has been better the last couple of weeks, but in general has been really bad to start the year. They can't beat anybody, and nope. it's just bad game after bad game. I know. I, I agree with you on the Colts. There, um, are you using Matt Ryan as your most disappointing. Uh, as far as most disappointing player, I'm actually uh, not going to take the anyone from the Colts because I think they're just a disappointing team all around. Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Derek Carr. Oh. Uh, I like How do you get Devontae Adams? You have Darren Waller for a couple games. He had like four games so far this year. You've had uh, Renfro still there. There's – their offensive line's not that bad. Their defense sucks, but that's that doesn't affect his numbers. And he's just been bad. How like how do you get the best wide receiver in football and just still be trash? Mm-hmm. It's uh, <laughs> Justin Fields is begging to have Devontae Adams. On his yeah, season. for real. <laughs> and uh, I I just don't understand how you how you don't do more with that. They were uh, college uh, college buddies, uh, you know. The college yeah. connection, chemistry was there. That's why Jared drafted Jared Carr and, and all that other stuff. <laughs> um, no, I like that. Uh, For you, Josh, what you got? Um, those are all really good ones, and you know, I have a lot of them circling in my head, and I think. I will take the most disappointing team as the LA Rams. I mean, they were yeah. Super Bowl champs coming into this year. Fuck them draft picks. Uh, got all the talent in the world, and they're three and five. Very disappointing. Uh, Matt Stafford, uh, no one can block for him. He looks like uh, when he is getting blocks, he's begging for Cooper Cup to get open. I mean, they got Allen Robinson in, but he's really not done a whole lot. Uh, the defense is good. You know, Aaron Donald's Aaron Donald, Bobby Wagner, 
Jalen Ramsey, but they're not winning games. I mean, this team was supposed to be undefeated and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, Super Bowl favorites again. Um, and they just do not look good at all. Um, it, it mostly starts on the offensive front. Um, like I said, the O-line is just terrible. I think Stafford, uh, Tampa Bay was – Vita Bay alone was just dominating. Uh, you can tell they're really missing Andrew Whitworth, that leader on the offensive line. So, yeah, give me my dis- most disappointing team um, as the L.A. Rams. Most disappointing player. Jo- oh. Josh, fun fact for you real quick. Yeah. Uh, the Rams have let up 30-plus 30, 30 points to two teams this year. Those two teams were my Super Bowl prediction. Oh, really? <laughs> the, the, the Bills and the Niners. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's really Maybe good. Maybe that's the test. Is, uh, you just got to put 30 on the Rams. Yeah. Um, most disappointing player, uh, you know, uh, staff. I, I want to say Stafford. Uh, I mean, he's not playing awful. And I like I said, the O-line's not – giving doing giving him any help but he just does not look like it looks like he took a steep drop off from last year in terms of like you know him on the field uh, and what he's doing and stuff so I mean, elbow. yeah that elbow you know um but you know uh again it just goes back to i think that kind of like ties in with you know his end on that offensive front you know they fucked them draft picks they were supposed to be you know they're supposed to be the super bowl you know uh winning it all over again um, and they just look like trash, and a lot of it's his fault on the offense. Um, does, uh, does, as bad as the Rams are, uh, does that make Andrew Whitworth a first ballot Hall of Famer? Oh, I, I, absolutely. <laughs> I, think he was a first, I think he was a first ballot Hall of Famer. He was before that, too. Anyway. It feels like it just cements it. Like, look how yeah. bad their offensive line is, and it's just like they lost Andrew Whitworth. I mean, Andrew Whitworth was <laughs> – Amazing when he was with the Bengals. He's probably the like only player like for the Bengals back in the day, too. So, yeah, I mean, they, they just look like trash. And I think it's hilarious because, like, they did it during the draft. They're like, fuck them draft picks. And uh, news alert most of their guys are old. And what happens when Stafford's gone and Aaron Donald retires next year and all this other stuff? Matter. They're all just going to retire. Exactly. And they're, they're going to be left with nothing. They're going to become a poverty franchise. So, you know, um, part of it, I kind of like, I like seeing it, uh, to be, uh, what do you call it? Spiteful, but, um, a hater yeah. is what the kids would say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to say hating, but okay. Yeah. go. That's ahead. what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also fat. It's based in fact though, too. They're, they're a mess. They're not as good. Um, in fact, like I think the Seahawks and Niners are both better than the, uh, than the, uh, than the Rams in their own division. So they might even make the playoffs this year. Um, so, yeah. But wouldn't wouldn't you sacrifice, like, just having four shitty years just to win one Super Bowl? I know I, I would, would. I was having I've, that I've conversation. So no one was there to – no one in L.A. cared about it. Okay, but, but they're still fans. They're still fans. That's <laughs> I a, know there is, but I'm just saying. <laughs> but that's a fair question. LA, that's if a fair that's, question. If that's your team, would you rather have the Ravens be shitty for four years and get a – and get a Super Bowl out of it. I have it worse. They've been incredibly, they've been incredibly average good, and they have never been able to get there. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I guess I would take that. <laughs> well, I think I'm in a better place to answer this as a Bears fan. <laughs> All right. Well, one of the pitfalls of technology is that sometimes you run into some hiccups. Um, <laughs> Just a little technical difficulties, nothing too major, <laughs> nothing that our beautiful and wonderful producer can't handle. Jared, yep. Benson, you probably recognize his his voice from the like mic from the heavens. I don't know where he has the mic <laughs> from, but his voice sounds better than any of ours does. Uh, when you listen it back on Spotify or anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, Anchor. Anchor, yep. <laughs> Anchor, sponsoring the podcast. Love it as always. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, he'll he's got his work cut out for him, but he'll he'll come through. Anyways, what we were what we were discussing when I got cut off um, was what it's like to be a Bears fan. And Kunis is also a Bears fan. The last time we were in the playoffs, we were actually watching the game together, and uh, I think I cried that night. So it's been a rough. <laughs> I I said some things. I I may have uh, lost some faith. It. 
Kunis gave up religion. You gave up religion. Uh, I, witnessed it. I witnessed your recut your oh in real time. Can I quickly tell you about my experience with that game? So I was watching it with my dad in the living room, and it was around like maybe late third quarter. I fell asleep and I woke up. My dad just got my dad like uh taps me. He goes, Hey, hey, they're they're about to kick the field this field goal for the game. And I like literally woke up as they were lining it up and as he kicked it. And I was like, oh, I got to get right in the chat now. <laughs> but I literally just, I woke up to the kick and I didn't, I missed everything leading up to it. <laughs> All right. Well, we don't have to talk about, we don't have to talk about that too much. The main point is, a long time I, ago. the main point yeah. is, would I give up, would I, would I be bad for four or five years to win one Super Bowl? And the answer is a hundred percent. Yes. Every time the bears have been, I mean, they, they had that season. I think they would have actually done made some more damage if they had a kicker. Um, they made an NFC championship game in 2012, either 2010 or 2012. I can't remember. Um, and of course, Caleb Haney came in. Jake uh, so one year Aaron Rodgers uh, won a Super Bowl. The one year he won a Super Bowl, he had to beat the Bears to do it. So that makes me yeah, think Caleb Haney. And then, yeah, but that was only because Cutler got injured another time. And then when I was a kid, the Bears obviously made the Super Bowl and lost to Peyton Manning after Devin Hester ran the opening kickback. That was the last time I was happy, but we're yeah. here today, having a good time. So that's the easy answer to the question is you give up 10 years of a bad football team for one Super Bowl. That lasts a lifetime. As much shit as we give Trevor for only having one ring, and it is uh, a little tainted just because it was you know, before <laughs> certain members were in the league. Um Championships are all that matter at the end of the day. So, true. All right. Enough about the Bears and their futility. Let's talk awards. Um, we've already kind of touched on some of the best players so far this year, um, but I'm interested to see who is your MVP pick. Because, like we talked about earlier with Rodgers versus Brady last year, sometimes the stats don't always do it justice. Sometimes it's more of a, a storyline or some, you know, some type of. <laughs> some type of story that, you know, typically gets the majority of votes, but what yeah. do you think for MVP so far this year? Kunis, you can go first. Um, I, I think it's gotta be Josh Allen. I, I think that can change with that elbow injury. If he stops throwing it so much, I, I think if, if he slows down over the next couple of weeks, I think it's prime for uh, uh, Mahomes or Hurts to overtake him there. But to this point in the year, I mean, the dude slings it every game. He's beating good teams. It, it, when you're talking about the narrative, it's been there. I mean, he's – he hasn't – he started right as – I mean, it was either him or Mahomes, right, as the front runner. Maybe Aaron Rodgers was there too. But, like, it – he was kind of favorite going in. He's done nothing to change that. I, I think it's got to be him at this point. Just to clarify a couple of things, when you say that Josh Allen has beaten good teams, are you talking about the Jets included in that or no? <laughs> uh, no, he has uh, He has not beaten the Jets. So he's lost to bad teams. Oh, yeah. Wait, I had that. I had the reversed, but the implication is that he should be beating the Jets. And, okay. We're just <laughs> no, but like he beat the, he beat the Ravens. He beat the, uh, uh, he beat the Chiefs. I think, uh, I, I think the, the Chiefs game was, it is probably the main reason him and obviously his numbers are there, but for talking narrative, him beating Mahomes in the way that he did, having that game winning drive at the end in a game where mm-hmm. they were both kind of slinging it, I think, I, I think that's where it uh, tips the needle there. Well, I well, thank you for saying the word narrative. Uh, that's what was tripping me up earlier. I just kept saying story over and over again. The narrative, though, I think. Not who I think is going to win MVP. I'll get to that in a second. But the narrative pick is Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Because he's always been like the underdog. He got benched for Tua in Alabama. Second round pick in Philly. Wasn't really supposed to be the guy. Like Carson Wentz is still there. Nobody really um, believed in him last year even. And now he's playing like an MVP. He's having an MVP type season. The Eagles are 8-0. Um, I think if they finish as the number one team in the NFL and he stays close to what he's been playing, I think he'll win just for that narrative. But if I had to pick, um, and I'm probably biased 
because I've got KC ties and Mahomes been my QB for the last couple of years, but I think it has to be Mahomes. I don't care that he lost to the Bills. He has just every single week he shows up, he's throwing for like 400 yards, like it's nothing. Um, he's single handedly willing the team to wins in blowout games, you know, shootouts, mm-hmm. tough grinded out wins against the Titans. Um, that would be my pick. But I think if we're talking narrative, I think it's I, I would go with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I was going to uh I was gonna say Jalen Hurts. Um to me, I have I say this every year. To me, the most valuable uh, the MVP award, I don't base it too much on stat wise. I base it on like you know, there's a lot of other intangibles that go into it, such as leading your team to an undefeated record. Um, you know, yeah, he has talent around him, but he's doing it, you know. Um, he's playing really solid football. Uh, he's um, um, again, like Micah said, you know, Micah basically hit it on the nail, you know, underdog. Um, not a lot of people expected this from him last year. I mean, he can run the ball. We all know that. Uh, but the, the, the strides he's made as a passer this year, and yes, it does help having AJ Brown and having a wide receiving core around him. but you know, he's, you know, he's getting it there. He looks sharp. Um, and I think, uh, right now, I think any, I think, I think we can all agree the top three are definitely Josh Allen, Mahomes and, uh, Jalen Hurts. I think we can all agree on that. Um, do I think Jalen Hurts is going to win it? You know, because it's how the MVP usually goes. It goes to the better stat guy, which I think uh, he's only got 12 passing touchdowns. And I think Mahomes got like 21, like something stupid like that. So I think it, I think it'll probably be more Mahomes, uh, Josh Allen. But if I had to pick and if he keep, like Mike, I said, keeps doing this, I would rather give it to him, but we know how the MVP goes. It's whoever has the better stats. So um, yeah, my pick would be Jalen Hurts, but I think any I think it's going to be more between Mahomes and uh, Josh Allen at this point, or towards the end of the season when it gets time to vote for one. I, I really don't think there's uh, for me to say Jalen Hurts for MVP. I think there's not much that he can do for me to think that he's the MVP. He can play as great as he wants. I just think he has the best situation of anybody in the league right now. His offensive line is spectacular. He's getting days in the pocket, and he he's he's playing great. So you have to give him the credit that you still you put Zach Wilson in there, and he's still going to play like shit. But I, as great as Diggs is, there's not a ton outside of that in Buffalo. Gabe Davis is good, but I think there's a very fair argument that AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard is a be- is a way better trio than what Josh Allen's got going for him. I think same deal with Mahomes. He's got a bunch of good weapons, not great outside of Kelsey, but I think everything on, and neither of their lines are even remotely as close to Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I know. But like, just because he has better stuff around him, that doesn't always factor into the MVP vote. Yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers got it because he had Devontae and now look at him. So, (laughs) you know, um, yeah, but I think you can also argue, look at what his options were outside of Devontae and he and the numbers he was putting up with that. I mean, Bob Yari good, was he had a good line. A he had a really good line. A lot last year. I think he missed most of the year. I I mean, I get that. I Again, you still have to – I mean, yeah, he does have the weapons, but, like, he – 68% – completion percentage you know he's also running a lot he's running in a lot of touchdowns he's looking really strong running the ball um which is why he doesn't have as many passing touchdowns uh don't get me wrong josh allen and patrick mahomes can obviously run it but um i mean he just looks really good right now and i mean there is an argument there for you know him having a better situation but uh you know it's hard to go undefeated in pro football i mean you know or to have your team uh, top in the league like that, even with talent around them. So, uh, like I said, I think it's Josh Allen or Mahomes' award to win, but I just really like what Hurts is doing. So, but that's just me. Yeah, I think those are the top three for sure. All right, quick, we'll we'll do quick hitters on the other awards, and then we'll get to some pickums. Um, Coach of the year, I think it has to be Nick Sirianni, maybe just by default. I think they have a better. I think it's more the roster than it is his coaching. But if you're at like, if, if they win 15 so far, games, 
they win 15 games or more, there's you can't give it to anybody else. I think it's going to yeah. be, I think they're going to go 13 wins. I guess they're 17. So I think they go 14 wins minimum. I don't think they lose more than three games. And I don't see how, from where they were last year, like they were a decent team, but to go from that to this. Um, and uh, coach of the year is another narrative one. And it's like, he hasn't won anything before. Really he's, like a, he's like a newer guy. Um, so I think he, I think he's the favorite. Maybe if you want to say like one of the best overachieving teams, you could give it to Pete Carroll. But like, you know, Pete, I think Pete Carroll's won coach of the year before and he's been in the league a while. So I think the yeah. Sirianni's got to be the odds on favorite. I'll double check that while you guys say your quick part. But I think I think he's going to be coach of the year pretty, pretty easily. Um, Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, I was going to. Uh, Obviously, I think he is the favorite. Um, I was also going to mention Pete Carroll. Another one that I might regret saying, but honestly, if they do finish with a good record, uh, Robert Sala with the Jets. Um, I mean, again, that's a very na- uh, narrative one. Um, you know, if the Jets finish with a really decent winning record, make the playoffs, um, there is a good case you can give it to Robert Sala, especially since the Jets have been a poverty franchise for so long. So um, I think he also – Yep, still are, but <laughs> I mean, taking a team that's continuously continuously been at the bottom, uh, bottom feeder, and to get them, you know, especially with that young talent into a wild card slot, and you know, maybe win the division. Who knows? Still a lot more games to play, but I think there's a good case for Robert Sala to be coach of the year as well. Uh, with those two, we've already said. Chris, I think, think? Uh, I, I I was gonna say I think Sala's a good option with. Uh, as well as the Jets have been playing. And particularly, I mean, he's a defensive guy, and their defense has been outstanding. But I'm actually going to go with the other New York coach, Ryan Dayball. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think he, I think he's been the coach that's doing the most with the least. I don't think they're that talented. I think well, Salah Jets, has to work with Zach Wilson now. That's fair. He has <laughs> Zach Daniel Wilson Jones. Problems. But there's also Daniel Jones. I know. Like my, <laughs> yeah, for real. I, I think you get with the both of them. <laughs> Defensively, I think the the Jets have a lot of talent there. I think they've, yeah. So, I mean, Sauce was a huge, huge draft pick for them, and they they also, to this point, had Brees Hall for a lot of the season, and he was outstanding. Mm-hmm. They don't have him going forward, and I think Carter's playing fine, but I think they're gonna feel that effects more as the season goes down or season goes on. I. The Giants are a team that just doesn't make sense to me. I, I don't know how they keep winning games. And they just yeah. do. He's just he, – it feels like he's just willing them to victories every week. Yeah. Because yeah. they're That's not that good. good. That's a good yeah, call. Right. Abel's a good call. Another one, uh, Kevin O'Connell for the Vikings. Yeah. They were 8-9 last year. They already have Ooh. seven wins. They're 7-1. and one. Um, I, I mean, their offense just looks so much better. Um, it's crazy what you do when you actually, like, you know – use your best players in a modern way. You could say the same thing about Matt Eberflus and the yeah. Bears. Okay, real quick. Sorry. I know we were uh I know we were doing awards, but can we talk about the Bears for a quick or just Justin Fields for a quick second? <laughs> I was the next one on my list is rookie of the year. He's not a rookie, so obviously he's not eligible, but like he's him. He is him. <laughs> He's Himothy. He looks like he could be a top five quarterback in the NFL. The passing is okay. They're not letting him pass in numbers, but like he just looks so good. He, um, looks, he looks great. Obviously, I love Justin Fields. Um, I, you know, I going in when he got drafted by the Bears, I was really worried. And it's right in the beginning. Yeah. And it proved to be so. Um, but I mean, he's so 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 talented. Um, I just think he needs. Uh, yes, the rushing is great, and he beat freaking Michael Vick's single game rushing record, which is insane. But I don't think you want him doing that all the time. And a lot of those runs were because the pocket, no one was open, the pocket was collapsing, and he's like, "All right, I'm just going with it." And that's great, but you can only do that for so long until you run up with, against a good defense that will start spying him, and he's going to struggle with that. So, yeah, he had a great performance against the Dolphins. He looked amazing. That pass to Darnell Mooney was – oh, it was beautiful. Um, and I'm really excited for him. But he still needs 
he just still needs those few extra pieces, and I feel like he could be re- something really special. Yeah, they'll, I, they'll get him I, the pieces. I know the Ravens game. fan in the uh, I know the Ravens fan in the league is not saying that our quarterback should run less. <laughs> that's, that's him talking from experience. <laughs> Lamar also does it because there's he has to do it out of desperation. So, <laughs> but that's like a piece of the offense, you know. Like if you have a quarterback, it is. That, oh, no, it is. But I hear what you're saying. You don't want him to. I'm be- not saying like what I was trying to like I was trying to say in the chat too is like um, those rushes weren't like designed. They were literally because the Bears only said like two receivers they're both covered can't get open he's waiting 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 the pocket's collapsing he's like okay i gotta go you know like or he's taking a sack so um he was able to make the most out of nothing and you know you can only do that for so long Um, again i'm not saying he needs to stop running it's just a lot of those runs were more out to more out of uh desperation than they were from you know play calling standpoint so that's my only thing the offensive line is bad, and that'll get better next year. They have the picks and the money to improve that. I really we, hope we go with like a right ta- or like some kind of tackle right out the gate, and then sign one. Yeah, I think they'll do they both sides. Brian Pulse is an do- offensive lineman. He'll 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 put the right people around him to to they, make him succeed. They also need to run more like bootlegs and like get him out in space. You know, like make the defense respect his uh, you know legs outside of the pocket too. I think and I feel like better. that would open up a lot more uh, options for him. So, I mean, the, it, everything's there for them to, you know, make, let him succeed. I, they seem to start, you know, actually doing it. So I think the, uh, the, addition of, the addition of Claypool will be huge, huge for that. Yeah, It already was. I mean, <laughs> you could tell that he, it was opened up Mooney a little bit more and he had actual options. I mean, not like Chase Claypool did anything special in that game himself. Didn't he have – like what one or two catches or something like that yeah but they targeted him a little bit and then that horrible pass interference that they didn't call at the end of the game oh yeah i saw that was that was really bad yeah it was bad so i we can get back to the awards i just wanted to give justin fields his flowers real quick okay real quick just because i want to be mindful of time we're coming up on monday night football time i know you're probably going to want to watch the game i know kunis is going to watch absolutely want to watch his um we can do the rookie of the year part yeah. Huh? Yeah. We're talking about Chris Olave. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So is that your rookie of the year? Easily. Uh, Not Kenneth Walker? Uh, we'll see. I think Kenneth Walker's tracking to be uh, taken over, but I think it's harder to be dominant out the gate as a receiver than as a running back. I think we see rookie running backs produce in volumes – more often than not, when you get these high-level picks, like Najee was dominant last year, you see, you see that. It's really hard for a receiver to do it as a rookie. And I think there's been a few over the last couple of years, and he's looking like he could be one of those guys. Josh, I'm assuming Kenneth Walker? Uh, yeah, Kenneth Walker. Um, I do like Chris Lave a lot, though, too. I think I saw a stat the other day. Him and Garrett Wilson are the only rookie receivers to have multiple 100-yard receiving games. Obviously, Alave is playing better than Garrett Wilson, though. So, um, I obviously love Alave too. Uh, he's doing really good, but I think if Kenneth Walker keeps his pace up, he it's pretty much uh, his to lose. Um, before Brees Hall got hurt, it would have been really interesting to see if Brees Hall was still healthy and Kenneth Walker doing his shit now. I feel like it'd be a really close race between the two of them. Honestly, I think. I think, I think you, run away with that. I think you probably would have been Brees too. I got to hand it to to Sacco and the Jets. I think Brees would have ran away with that. Also, so I'm looking at the lines on uh, on DraftKings right now. They divvy it up. I guess there's offensive and defensive rookie. Yeah, there. Kenneth Walker there is. plus one fifteen. Olave's plus seven hundred. Damian Pierce plus one eighty five. Oh uh, yeah, Damian Pierce, defensive rookie of the year. Um, sauce is uh, Sauce plus one hundred. Sauce has got that locked up, honestly. Yeah, I, think so- I think Sauce has got that. That is so hard to be a rookie DB going against the receivers you have to go against and to do know. the stuff that he's doing. Well, Tariq Woolen, Tariq Woolen for the Seahawks is also – I think he's a quarterback, isn't he? Uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so one he's – One of those other young guys. Yeah, he's up there too. Um, He's plus 300. So it'll probably be one of those guys. Um, I would be shocked if it wasn't Sauce. Defensive player of the year. 
Um, odds on favorite is Micah Parsons. I was going to say um, I think Matthew Micah Judon. Just yeah, he's been playing really what well. He's, doing. he's got 11 and a half sacks halfway yeah. through the season. Um, so I think he's got to be in the conversation. Micah Parsons, um, Nick Bosa's up there too. I think those are probably a solid top three. I, yeah, I, I think Mike. I think Micah Parsons got it locked up though. He is freaking unreal, man. Yeah, he just he does everything. Like Judon is like a pass rushing specialist. Yeah, Mike Parsons is just like he can drop into different. coverage. Yeah, he can play good. off the edge. He can play linebacker. He can get down to a nose tackle. I mean, he he literally does everything. It's it's insane. Yeah, he's different. I, he's the he, favorite. He's outran. Uh, he outran Tyreek <laughs> in a foot race. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's just like. <laughs> that's OPO. Uh, that's the offense player of the year, Tyreek for sure for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, offensive player of the year is tied between Tyreek and Jalen Hurts, at least from a betting perspective. Yeah, I got I got Tyreek. Um, I gotta take Tyreek too. He's, he's like, literally got more receiving yards than like seven or eight teams total receiving yards on the year. It's it's insane. He is and like and that award insane. is typically like a receiver award because yeah, you're not gonna yep. give a wide receiver MVP because you could just no. easily give that to the quarterback. But exactly. offensive player of the year is a receiver award. It was I think it was uh cup last oh, there's year. Chris Olave. <laughs> <laughs> there's this does go right on your game just like that. <laughs> just like that. All right. Uh I will say for the offensive player of the year, I wouldn't uh, I'm not sure what his odds are right now, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, back half the season if McCaffrey made a run on it. As dominant as he looks, oh, yeah, I, that's a good one. Last week, switching over to the Niners, he could put up monster numbers in the second half and show the true. Ha- having him switch teams midway through could show how much of a difference he was versus uh, what they had with Jeff Wilson. I, I think just him switching could. Paint, paint the narrative or look how important he was to this offense. Yeah, the only thing uh, is for Offensive Player of the Year, it's less of a narrative award, and it's literally just like who had the most gaudy numbers. And yeah. I think Tyreek is going to – I think he, if Tyreek – could put up some nasty numbers. If Tyreek keeps doing what he's doing, I think the Offensive Player of the Year award is just locked for him. But I do see – if like Tyreek were to get like hurt or if it dropped off significantly – and CMC keeps doing his monster shit at uh, 49ers, yeah, I, I can see that for sure. Okay. So as, a, as a long shot on. There. Yeah. Well, that's that's no, not like a it. bad – it's not a bad value pick for sure. I'd throw five bucks on it. Yeah, why not? <laughs> the, the odds actually just locked. I think it's because the game's happening right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> um, I'm just going to yell out the spread and the game, and you're going to tell me your pick, and then we'll each pick a lock. How's that sound? Sounds good. Okay. Falcons-Panthers at Carolina Thursday Night Football with Bezos watching. Falcons minus three. What do you think? Or the spread is minus three for the Falcons. This is the only one yeah. that I think I like the uh, the underdog. Going the home dog, I think it's the Panthers. I think they squeak this one out after uh, the heartbreaker last time in Atlanta a couple weeks ago. Uh, I'll take Falcons minus three. Um, Jared might want to believe that Cherry's going to be limited still, but we just saw what Joe Mixon did to this Carolina defense. P.J. Walker's good, but just not it. And uh, the Falcons are going to lean on Cherry, and he's going to go crazy. Yeah, I think the Falcons grind out games, and this is one of the games that they would grind out. They're one of the top rushing offenses, too. I, I didn't know that. Even without Cherry, um, they're well, one yeah, of the top. Because they never throw do. the fucking ball to yeah, the guys. run the ball. That's all they do. So, Falcons <laughs> minus three, Kunis taking yeah. P.J. Walker. Interesting. Seahawks, Buccaneers, <laughs> in Tampa Bay, minus two and a half to the Bucks. I'm going to take – In Germany. Oh, it's in Germany. That's right. Yep, that's the, the Germany morning. game. The first. I'm going to take, take the Seahawks. I was going to take the Bucks just because looking at it, I thought it was Buccaneers at home. But I'm going to take the Seahawks in Germany because Geno Smith plays everywhere and Tom Brady needs his family. <laughs> I will also <laughs> take Seahawks plus two and a half. Um, I just like how they're playing football right now. And Kenneth Walker is a monster. <laughs> I'm making the exact same pivot that you just made, Micah. I, I thought it was the box, but I thought they were at home for a second. Uh, I'll go Seahawks as well, plus two and a half. Uh, All right. Bears-Lions at in Chicago. Bears minus two and a half. I'm taking that line. Bear down, Chicago Bears. I think Fields is going to have another monster performance. I will also take Bears minus three. 
Okay, three for three. Jaguars, Chiefs in Kansas City, minus nine and a half. I'm going to take the Chiefs spread is always a bit of an interesting one, but against the Jaguars at home, I'm going to take nine and a half. Um, what's your rule again? Uh, we don't bet on Chiefs spread anymore. Basically, basically. <laughs> either way, either direction. <laughs> but the Jaguars, right? The Jaguars I know. I'll take Chiefs minus nine and a half. Jaguars are ass. Etn looks good though. Fuck it. I'll take the. I'll take the Jags plus nine and a half. I'll there be that idiot. <laughs> that sounded more just like I'll be a. Uh, argumentative more than that's what you actually think. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't feel good about it, but maybe you skip maybe we'll skip that game. I'm taking I'm <laughs> taking a parlay like a live parlay as we do this. I think I'm just going to skip that one entirely. Texans <laughs> Jets in New York, Jets minus or uh, Texans Giants in New York minus six and a half to the Giants. I'm going Giants minus six and a half. Josh um, you know, the Texans defense is pretty stingy. I mean, they're not the best. Don't get me wrong. Stingy with Stingley. <sighs> Giants coming off a bye, though. I'll take the Giants minus six and a half. Um, although I think Texans could could cover on that. I think I'm going to go Texans. I'm taking the Texans. I might buy an extra point and take Texans seven and a half to give me the touchdown cover. Yeah. All right. Dolphins minus four against the Browns in Miami. Dolphins. Easy. I will also take the Dolphins minus four. Um, I think the Browns also coming off a bye week, but I uh, Waddle and Tyreek are just too much for any defense. I'm taking the Dolphins without – even a second's hesitation. <laughs> Titans minus three at home against the Broncos. I don't know if oh my god, back, but I think I'm going to take the Titans there. What an ugly game! <laughs> but ugly, an ugly game. I'm going to take the home team, and I think Derrick Henry is the the difference there. Yeah, I'll also take Titans minus three. Uh, everything's telling me to take the Titans. But I'll take the uh, I'll, I'll take the Broncos off the bye. Uh, I'll take the Broncos plus three. Hmm. Saint Steelers um, does not have a line because I it's think minus, it was minus two and a half before it uh, it closed because of this game. Minus two and a half to who? It was uh, Saints were minus two and a half. Over I think I'd probably take that. Uh, is it in New Orleans or it's in, it's in, at, it's in Pittsburgh? At Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, I hate the Steelers, but um, they're gonna get it's just one of those crazy games. I'll take, I'll take Pittsburgh plus two and a half. Uh, what's uh, what's TJ Watts' status? Is he still out? I don't think it matters. Actually, it does matter, but I think I'm gonna take the Saints anyway, even without knowing. I think uh, if TJ Watts in, I'd be taking the Steelers. Uh, I don't think he'll be in, so I'll take the Saints. Colts Raiders. Colts Raiders. Jesus Christ. Raiders minus six and a half at home. Raiders minus six and a half. Lock it in. Jesus Christ. I'm staying away from that one. Yeah. uh, I mean, (laughs) the team just fell apart. I don't think they're going to put the pieces together. Jeff Saturday still has to figure out who's calling the freaking plays. Because literally yeah. no one, no one's called plays. So yeah, I'm hammering Raiders minus six and a half. I probably take. I'm gonna take the Raiders too. But this seems like one of those games where it's just like they're just gonna go out and play the Colts because yeah. they don't have anything to play for other than just like having fun. And it's the Raiders, so I would. I'm gonna skip that one. But if I, if you put a gun to my head, I'd take the Raiders six and a half. Cowboys Packers in Green Bay. Green Bay plus five or Dallas minus five. I think I'm taking just that. <laughs> I think I'm probably taking the Packers plus five, but that is ugly. What? <laughs> I would take I would take Cowboys minus ten and a half. Um, I think they're gonna freaking smoke them. They just lost uh, Regary, uh, their linebacker. Sean Gary. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'll Dobbs is out. Yep. I'll take the. I'll take easily take the Cowboys minus five. I I also think it's it's a lock. I the I've been buying in that the Packers are going to turn around eventually, and they're just not. There is no way they're turning around against this Cowboys defense. No. And their offense is starting to click back together. 
with uh, Dak coming off the bye, I mm-hmm. I feel pretty good about uh, Cowboys minus five. All right, you convinced me. I put Cowboys minus five on this parlay. But if yeah. it's if the Packers figure it out, because it is still the Cowboys, and they don't, they just they never seem to like pull it all together. Um, and it's in Lambeau, but I'll take the Cowboys. Rams minus three at home against the Cardinals. I'm also staying away from that one. Gross. On this parlay. I ugly. It's gonna be so ugly. I don't know what I, I honestly I can't tell you which team is better. So I think the Cardinals are just a little bit worse. And I would take the Rams minus three at home. <sighs> I will for the sake of being different, and I kind of like Isaiah Simmons. I'll take Cardinals plus three. Maybe Kyler will put down Cod for a few hours this weekend. He's 0-2 since it dropped. Just, just Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm also going Rams minus three, but I don't feel good about it at I all. I don't feel good about it at all. And yeah, I think it's, it's, it's a home game for the Rams, but it's really not because they don't have any home games. Um, 49ers minus seven at home against the Chargers. I'm going to hammer 49ers minus seven. Yeah, I'll also hammer that. Um, Chargers yeah. defense is awful. Christian McCaffrey should run all over them. And the 49ers defense, uh, Herbert is just struggling without proper weapons. So, yeah, uh, other than Eckler, of course. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'll take 49ers minus seven. Hundred percent. That's on Sunday Night Football too, so we get to watch that prime time. I think if, oh, yeah. when when Keenan comes back, if it's this week, I think that makes a huge difference because they're missing him a ton. But I don't think it's enough. I think the 49ers win and cover. Eagles, here's the one. Eagles minus eleven at home against the Commanders on Monday Night Football. I take Eagles. I'm probably taking the Eagles. I'll take the Eagles. I just can't uh, bet on. Yeah, fuck. I want to bet I, on Heineke. 11 points is a lot. And I think the uh, as dominant Divisional as, games. Have, yeah. as dominant as the Eagles have been, it's it's really hard to keep winning at this at this rate and also dominate every game. Like just because they've won eight and doesn't mean they're blowing everyone out. I think, oh no, uh, they've had some close games for sure. I, I think the, the commanders keep it close enough. I'm actually uh, changing my answer to plus 11 because I was in week three. Hold on. I had there. Yeah. Week three, the Eagles won 24 to eight in Washington. Of course, that was Carson Wentz. Yep. Yep. Carson um, Wentz. I think Heineke actually makes a big difference. I think he's been playing the team's been playing. Okay. Um, and I'll take the 11 points. Yeah, uh, you guys convinced me too. Because um, I, I also forgot. Because I was, I was thinking of when they played earlier this year and relying on the Eagles' defense. But Heineke can actually sling it. <laughs> um, you know, he plays really good, fo- way better football than Carson Wentz does these days. So I'll take uh, Commanders plus eleven. All right. Well, that's the end of the slate. Let's do. Everybody gets a lock. I say we do it in order of current FSL standings. Oh wait, that's me. So I will take um, I will take Dolphins minus four as my lock. Uh, I will take Cowboys minus five as mine, and I will take Raiders minus six and a half over the Blue Factor. Hey, hey, there we go. Down doing that little parlay (laughs) right after we get off here. That's not bad. Well, I just I left out a couple games. I left out the. Well, I couldn't bet on the Saints Steelers. I left out Rams Cardinals and I left out Texas Vikings Giants Bills. and Jacks Chiefs. Everything else from what we did just about said, Vikings Bills. Um, I did not get Vikings Bills. Oh, we definitely do that one real quick. I, <laughs> I got, they, they don't have odds listed, but they don't. I'm they on do FanDuel. It's Bills minus six and a half. Is it in Buffalo? It is in Buffalo, Vikings well, at Bills. Josh Allen's elbow. I take Vikings plus six. I and think half. I might take the Vi- I might buy a point and take Vikings seven and a half. I think if Josh Allen's playing, hammer the Bills because I I personally think the Vikings are overrated as fuck. Um, but the problem is if you don't take it now, like if it comes out, yeah, that sounds fine. It's gonna bump up, and the other way it goes all the way down. <sighs> yeah, I mean. Just because Josh right Allen's up in the air, I don't like the Vikings, but I'd probably take them at plus six and a half. Well, 
All right. Falcons minus three. Seahawks. I just took the money line because it was so close anyway. Bears minus two and a half. Dolphins minus four. Texans plus seven and a half. Titans minus three. Cowboys minus five. Niners minus seven. Commanders plus 11. Those nine is plus 36,418. If you throw $5 on that, you win 1800 So uh, tune in next week, um, and I'll be planning my vacation by then. Yeah. <laughs> this will pay for my trip to uh, Cancun next summer. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's all the time we've got. I know we want to go um, watch the game. kind of like the Monday night pod. Um, it's going good to right be into Monday night football. I think we continue doing this. We'll get some other familiar faces on here, but that is it from Micah, Josh, Kunis, in that order at the top of the FSL through nine weeks. Um, you'll be hearing the FSL fantasy-focused podcast. And those bums um, at the bottom of the standings. It's just all the bums, pretty much. You'll hear their voices in the next couple of days. Um, real quick, Micah and Kunis, I will say Roquan Smith in 18 just looks ugly. It I looks really like no. it looks really bad, but if you just if you squint, oh my god, he just fine. stuffed change Tamara. it to a five. If, if, if you if you squint, it looks fine. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. That is it for not bad for a running pod. We might change the name, but I kind of like it. And Lamar's still not much of a quarterback, but with that being said and now we've got fields being exactly with that being (laughs) said with that being said um it's good to be back and we'll try to keep this moving forward and uh we'll talk to you guys later all right Peace. peace